my endeavour over the next 20 minutes maximum that um, we will be here. Now, if I can just say something to you, those who have uh, children here, if they get a little bit really on unrest and a little bit unruly, then perhaps it might be worth, you know, just settling them outside and then bringing them back in. Because I often find that you get agitated. Here's a lesson. We had, we've obviously had four kids. You start to get worked up. The kid you're trying to settle down gets worked up. And guess what? Everybody else gets worked up. And what we, we don't want to create that. So sometimes it's best to go outside, settle them, and then bring them back in. We're four kids. We're four kids. Little ones that are screaming their heads off. We're four kids. But it just helps the whole, the whole thing. Is that okay? So that's what we, we're going to do this morning. Uh, it's our endeavor to really bring really life practical teaching into the life of the church. So that's why I'm not phased by the fact that there's kids here. And if kids would just listen to me, there are some things you won't understand. I'm hoping that there will be some illustrations you will certainly understand. And that includes the adults as well. But over these next few weeks, we're going to be looking at a series called God First. And um, can anybody remember the Bible verse that we just laid in? Those who were here last week, give me a wave. Quickly, yeah. So we, we're looking at uh, the Bible verse, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. I wonder if you just, I don't know whether it can be on the screen, whether we've got it ready, but whether we could just read it together, and that would be great. So after three, one, two, three, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want to encourage you at the end, if you weren't here last week, at the end there'll be one of these cards We'd love you to take it. It says God first and just gives the, the Bible verse. And everything that we're going to talk around will be centered around this because we're going to be just looking at ways that we can put God first. But today, I want to just lay in again about putting God first. But to put God first, we're going to need to let go. Because there are some things in our lives that actually are above God. And it may be that some of those things are really good, but we've just got to let them go and just come down so God can come up. I actually think it's important for families and for uh, individuals, but certainly for families, to take an inventory of your life. Take an inventory of where you spend your money, where you spend your time, what you do with yourselves, because I think they're important things to look at. So in this whole thought, over these next 20 minutes of just realizing what we need to let go of, I just want to share this simple thought that's going to weave through, hopefully, this morning's talk. Because it's it's actually possible to be on the right road, but going in the wrong direction. Let me give you an instance of that. Um, I remember the very first time I've ever driven on the the, the right-hand side um, of, of the, you know, different towards the wrong side, actually. The left side is the right way. Anybody with me? All these foreigners, Johnny foreigners, they're on the wrong side. They're on the right. And I remember going into Sardinia. Um, We've never been to Sardinia before. It's a beautiful place. We got one of these budget flights and flew in at about 8 o'clock. It was already dark. Very first time that I've ever driven on the right-hand side. So we got the the car. And they were trying to flog us a GPS system. Even then I thought, I'm not... Parting with my money for a GPS system. I've got a map. Just give me directions. Any blokes know what I'm talking about? Why do I need a GPS system? I've got my brain. I've got my intelligence. I can work this thing. So anyway, get in the car. Caroline's then telling me, 
are you sure you know what you're doing? So we had words uh, in the car. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It was a real happy occasion. The kids are screaming in the back. It's all dark. So we set set on going in on this road. I saw the road and we were on the road. But then I started saying to Caroline, three minutes, they said we'd be passing this. Have we passed it? Well, you need to just keep your eyes on the road. Look, I'm trying to keep my eyes on the road, but I'm just trying to find out where we're going. And, you know, it was one of those occasions, so I'm going along, five minutes, have we passed it? It soon became clear to me, even though in my ignorance, because Caroline kept saying to me, I think we're going in the wrong direction. Isn't it infuriating when you have a wife who's telling you things like that? Why don't you stop and ask somebody? I do not need the word of the Lord, Caroline, coming to me when I'm stressed out my tree, never driven on this side, a little bit tense, worked up. But it soon became clear to us, 30 minutes down the road, literally... 30 minutes down, she's not saying much, but she's just looking, I've got that knowing look. You can't remember it. I can remember it very distinctly, okay? I have nightmares about it, Caroline. It's just incredible. 30 minutes down the road, it became clear to us, even though we were on the right road, we were going in the wrong direction. I want to just share a Bible verse with you. It's found in Proverbs in chapter 14 and verse 12. It'll be on the screen. And it says there, there is a way that seems right to a man. But its end is the way of death. You see, if we look at life being like a road, we're all on the life road. We're all on the road of life. We're all traveling. There's one thing's for sure. Time isn't standing still. Time is moving on. We're all on this road. And we're traveling. Some might want to stop, but you're still traveling because time is moving on. But the point that the writer of this particular proverb is saying, there is a way that seems, there is a road that seems right to man. But the end point is death. Therefore, that brings me to the point where I have to make sure that if we're all on this road, I've got to make sure that I'm going in the right direction. I don't want to be pointing towards the road of death. I want to be pointing towards the road of life. Anybody with me this morning? But there are some things that are in our lives that can come in our lives that are good things. Let me just talk to you about a few things because there are some roads that particular people travel. How about the road of wealth? People are traveling the road of wealth. They want possessions. They want stuff. And you've heard me say those things aren't necessarily bad. But if that's all we're traveling towards, then I think that will ultimately lead you to death. Some people are traveling a road of career. Careers are great. There's some people who've really accomplished great things in the life of this church But again, I think we have to be very careful if that's the only road that we're traveling. Kids, I'm all for education. More for young people going to university, doing what they need to do if that's in your heart. If that's all you're putting your trust in, it will become a very lonely road. 
There are some people who travel the road of do-gooding. They're do-gooders. And that's great stuff. They're helping and whatever. But if they're just all doing good all the time and just do-gooding and they want pats on the back, and then again I have to say, Jesus never called us to just be do-gooders. There are some people who love extreme sports. They travel the road of extreme sports. They love doing all that kind of adrenaline rush. And they just spend their weekends just giving themselves to more extreme stuff. Because that's going to be the road that they want to go on. Because they're going to find real purpose and satisfaction. And again, there's nothing wrong with those things. But if that's the road that we're traveling, I think it will ultimately lead to death. And here's another one, those who love extensive travel. And again, there are some of you, I've talked with you, you love traveling and the holidays. And again, none of those things are bad. But if that's the road that we just continue to travel on, again, I'm not sure it's going to lead us in the right path. Here's the thing, and here's the thought. These things that I've just mentioned, ultimately by themselves, will still lead us to feel empty and unfulfilled. So what are we putting or building into our lives. And this is the point. What do I need to let go of? And where do I need to prioritize? Let's go back to the road. Because it says there is a road that seems right to man. My question is this. How do I know if I'm on the right road? How do I know if I'm going in the right direction. Because you've said, Christian, that those things in themselves aren't bad. So how do I know if I've got it all right? Well, my answer to that is, is the road taking you to God and his purposes that sit over your life? Or is it taking you away from God to what I want? Are you hearing me this morning? Are those things in our lives, which in themselves aren't evil, are they taking us to God And his purpose that sits over our lives individually. Or are they taking us away from God? And what he wants for us. Is the road I'm traveling on about my way or God's way? Is it about my wants, my ambitions? Or is it about his purpose that sits over our lives? See, there are lots of good things, opportunities that have come my way. Things that have opened up to them. But listen to me. Not every opportunity, not every good thing is my good thing. Yes? Are you still with me? And if we fail to put God first, then our lives can become very skewed, even by good things. You see, is the road I'm traveling making me more like Jesus? Am I becoming more loving, more compassionate, more kind? Am I stronger, firmer, clearer? Am I honest and true? Am I free from insecurity, ego, and stubbornness? You see, the roads that we travel, we have to be very careful. Is it, are we going in the right direction? Are we pointing towards Jesus or are we pointing it towards what we want? Reminded of a verse in the book of Matthew where Jesus says these powerful words. He says, He who finds his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me put it another way. If your first 
concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to Jesus, you'll find both yourself and Jesus. You see, we have to let go of some things before God can do what he wants to do amongst us. And that means that there has to be an inventory taken of what we're putting into our lives and, where necessary, a reprioritization of our lives. Let me take you back to last week's illustration. Give me a wave if you were here last week. There was a few of you. We were basically talking about the fact that we pour things into our life and they're good things. There could be, we pour, as we've mentioned, family. We pour career. We pour money. We pour holidays. We pour retirement planning. We pour, you know, kids. We pour all those things. None of those things in themselves are evil. They're all wonderful things. But then what we do, we then try and put God into it. And it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. And you can force your way all you want to try and make this work. But it will not work. Because you've got to reprioritize. You've got to say, are there some things in there that actually need to be taken out and I need to reorder my life? So let me take you to here. If we were to put God first, everybody say God first. God first in our lives. And as we then place it into our life, guess what? It fits. But many of us, and I've been here, I've tried to fit God around my life rather than in being at the first, front, and central of my life. But I just want to, in these closing moments, just talk to us about some prioritizing because I think there are some stones that are very, very important that we must discuss. And we haven't got time to unpack them because of time. But I think the stone of commitment to Jesus and commitment to his church is so important. Does anybody believe that? I really do believe that it's so important to have a commitment to Jesus and his church. And that needs to be, that is frankly not sand. That's a stone. That's something that needs to be laid in. So I'm going to put that in first. Into God first. So I'm putting that stone in. I also think another good one is health. And it's not because I'm on this healthy regime, and thank you for those who have even complimented me, even this morning. I've loved it. It's been wonderful. No, I'm joking. But Phil said something to me. He said he'd heard a preacher, a well-known preacher, say the fact that he works on his health because he wants to make sure that, you know, God willing, none of us know that he's got enough in his tank and enough health to just keep going to where he wants to go to. It really impacted me. I was in the midst, so I thought, there's another incentive to keep going. So I'm not all asking you, I'm not become an advocate, and ambassador for Rosemary Connolly's diet program or Slimming World or anything like that. I'm just saying I think it's an important stone of our health. So I think that's a stone that does need to go in. Because some of you have struggled with health. You understand how important it is to you. 
And there's another stone that I think consists of family, friends, and could be badged up as relationships, husband and wife. This is a very, very important stone. And I have to say, with my kids here and my wife here, it's becoming much more important to me as the years roll on. Because God willing, God willing, I'm only going to have one wife. And I better make sure I look after this one. And I'm only going to have four natural kids and I want to make sure I look after them. And by the way, I've got no plans of going anywhere else. I'm only going to have one church. So I better make sure I look after the relationships in this church. And do all I can to just try and mend broken down walls when they get broke down. And Are you hearing me? That I just, so these are important. I'll pause there for a moment. These are important. So they're not sand. These are stones. Remember, this is God first and we're putting them in. Then if I can say, this is how it works. And I have to say, let me go back to it. There may be a reprioritizing. You may need to do this. Take all the stuff out your life. I'll conclude with this. To start from square, square one. So we do this. We identify what are the important things in our lives. Are you with me? And then we identify that stuff which is sand. If I can be honest with you, your career is sand. I have to be honest with you. Your money, we all need money to live. It's sand. That retirement planning, of course you need to try and do what you can. I'm not talking about foolishness. That holiday, we all love holidays. About going out with your mates and socializing, that stuff that you do, that extreme sports that some of you like enjoy doing. This is a big one for some of you lads who like playing football. Football. It's sand, lads. You might think you're David Beckham, Josh. <laughs> we heard that, didn't we? He says he wants to be David Beckham. It's sand. It's sand. That's all it is. Now, it's nice to have it packed around your life, and it gives you a lot of joy. We're not wanting to live like monks. <laughs> God forbid. That going out for a meal. Who likes eating here? Oh, bless God. Oh, we've got a joint of beef at home. Uh, I said, Caroline, will you just please, will you go and buy us a joint of beef? I did. And the kids aren't coming home with us, so I've got more food. (laughs) Well, two of them aren't. Isaac can eat as much as me. You think I'm joking. He's got hollow legs. Okay. You know, we like eating out. What, what I'm trying to make the point is, whatever you want to put on there, it's sand. But you see, if I put that sand in first, and then try and put the stones in, then try and put God in, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I know this can sound really basic, and I want to particularly, just in my closing moments, just talk to Christians. Because you say, well, this is so basic, Christian. Yeah, but listen to me. How many of us live like this, if we're honest? How many of us really live and identify and really say, God, you're first. And then we have 
those priorities in, in our lives that just go in first and then we move everything around it? Or are our lives becoming a little bit skewed? Remember I said to you, it's our commitment to God and his church. And that doesn't mean that we want you out every night. But there's a commitment to the house. Those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. That's why we encourage you to come. That's why we want you in small groups. That's why we want you connecting. Because those who are planted. And then of course our health. And then of course our family and our friends and our relationships. And then we move everything else around it. So what are my concluding remarks? Because I said I'd only be 20 minutes and I've just gone slightly over. Here we are. Listen to me. You may even, if you've got a pen and paper, just jot these down. Because these are really practical things that I think we can do. First of all, is that I think we should all make space this week to consider. And we need to consider what drives us. And what are we filling our hearts and our thoughts and our lives with. Here's the second thing that I encourage you to do. Any prioritizing, reprioritizing, please don't procrastinate. I'm the biggest procrastinator there is in this room, I think. Procrastination is where you just leave everything to the last minute. I'm terrible for it. So any prioritizing, please, let's do it. Let's make the adjustments that need to be made in these coming days, weeks, and months to bring us to the point where we make God first and everything else fits around that. And then let's make sure God is first. That we build health. That we build a commitment to God's house and to his church. That we build relationships into our lives. And we make them stones in our lives. And we just then make sure that we sprinkle it with the sand. And this will help you to make life really work. Now I want to talk to those who have never committed their life to Jesus. And I wonder if the guys would just join me on the platform. Because you may say, Christian, I've been traveling that road And it's clear I'm not on the right, I'm not heading in the right direction. I'm on the road called life, but I'm not going in the right direction. Just go give me your attention for a moment. I've spoken to those who consider themselves Christians. But those people... And you clearly say, well, Christian, no, I'm not. I'm not a believer. I've been invited this morning. I've come. My challenge to you would be for you to really consider the God who I'm talking about, who sent his only son, Jesus, into the world. Fact. This Jesus suffered a cruel death. Because of your wrongdoing and my wrongdoing. The Bible calls it sin. The fact is we've all sinned. and We've all messed up. And there are some things that you're presently doing in your life that are good. 
But you're looking to those things to give you the fulfillment and the peace and the security that you long for. And that's the point. There's only one who can offer us true fulfillment and true peace and true security. And his name is Jesus. It's not found in Buddha. It's not found in Muhammad. It's not found through a religious order. It's not through praying more or even coming to this church. It's by having a living relationship with Jesus Christ. You won't get the rush you need. You will for the moment through jumping out of a plane or jumping off a cliff edge. You won't get it by just traveling the world, even though you'll enjoy that, the, the experience. But then you'll come back and then you'll ask yourself the question, what next? But with Jesus, with Jesus, we can have the contentment and the fulfillment and the peace and the love that we need. So I wonder if you'd just bow your heads for a moment because I want to ask those people who have never committed their life to Jesus and there's some people who have stood at the front here and they're not looking, watching with a beady eye. They're very, very open there because what they want to do is just help you and there's something that we want to hand to you. It says you've chosen to follow Christ. What's your next step? There may be people here today who say, Christian, would you pray for me because my life just is missing that true satisfaction and contentment. But I want to know this Jesus. I want to put my trust in Jesus. I wonder if you'd just be bold enough and big enough to just raise your hand while every eye is closed and just say yes to Jesus. Is there somebody here this morning who would say yes to Jesus and you'd give, you want to give your life to him and you want to put him first in your life? Is there somebody here this morning before I just close in prayer across the whole church who would say yes to Jesus. We thank you, Lord.